0: If you want to support this podcast and get a full ad-free episode, sign up to Headstuff Plus. My name is Keenan and I'm a skinny legend. This isn't Maury Povich and I'm James. <laughs> and we're having a, a bit of a kiki over the recent, well, recent enough, I suppose, Trixie Mattel documentary... Moving Parts, which is now on Netflix Ireland. Um, has it been on Netflix that long? I don't think so. I
1: feel like it has been, because I, I feel like I saw some of the, like, the queens posting about it a while ago, but maybe they were watching it on WoW instead of on Netflix. I'm not sure. Certainly, it's, but it was it was suggested to me more recently, so I was like, oh, I didn't, hadn't realised mm. that was on.
0: Yeah, Wikipedia, says, it was moved to video-on-demand serv- services in December. Um well, but maybe they were the US ones know.
1: Well, we've just gotten around to watching it now because we're in lockdown, yeah. so <laughs> we have nothing else to do.
0: So obviously, this episode is going to contain spoilers if you haven't seen the um, the movie itself. Just yeah, that's it.
1: true. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Okay, so James, I believe you finished watching it maybe four minutes ago. What is your
1: <laughs> yeah, I, um, my over, opinion, my overarching opinion? Way sort of. Just sort of, sort of sad, sadness, overwhelming sadness, for 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 Brian Ferkus, Trixie Mattel. Um, hmm. I don't know. I I I actually really really enjoyed it. I I I'd, I'd intend, I'd expected that I would enjoy it. To be honest, because I actually think Trixie is really funny, and and that I, I knew it was going to. So I knew whatever it was, it was going to be yeah. entertaining. But I wasn't expecting it to be quite so deep. So like I I, I got kind of a similar enough very similar vibe of it as I did from Miss Americana the Taylor Swift documentary like it really mm-hmm. like it, it, it's going through a period in 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 his life where it's kind of there's like a huge amount going on success wise but also like there's a lot of turmoil and a lot of a lot of stress and I think it's that sort of juxtaposition of kind of like having to put on this outward face like literally painting on the smile while it sort of you know it, behind the scenes is, is like Really struggling with the relationship stuff with Katya, then you get a real insight into all of the, the, the sort of, I suppose, real insight into his, his childhood and, and sort of where he came from. And it, it just, I really enjoyed it. I, I was, I, I, I thought that it was, it was a really good documentary and, and really interesting, and made me like Trixie even more than I already did.
0: I found it really engaging yes. like from an enjoyability point of view. Couldn't really take my eyes off it once it had started. i had actually sort of sat down to watch it and do something else at the same time. And I had to put that down and focus my attention on this. The only downside I have is from the opening, sort of few scenes. You see Trixie and Katia. It kind of sets up how in Traxia, uh, Traxia, Katia goes into relapse and she goes and she leaves the Trixie and Catchy show and I thought the end of the documentary would show their reunited re- reunion um and I mean I mean you get a little post-movie little oh now they're back friends again but and I, I thought we'd see that conversation and I mean I, I'm not here to exploit all their private privacy for my own personal benefit but the whole movie I felt was building up to that and then when I didn't get it I was a bit oh
1: well I had listened to uh, Ka- so Katia used to do a podcast Whimsically Volatile and I'd listened mm-hmm. to the Trixie Katia interview which actually I assume you probably ha- probably did as well um, and in that they did go a bit deeper into the reconciliation if I remember correctly but I do, yeah. I do know what you mean I think that th- there was kind of like a weird like it was literally just a case of one scene, you're left kind of with the sort of sadness hanging over everything because she's not a friend of hers. And then the next, it's like walking into a room. You walk into a room and there, she's sitting there and someone is like, oh, I didn't expect to see you here. And yeah, there was a little bit of a weird like, oh, um, yeah, like where, where was the explanation? But I suppose I what, what I was thinking about that was that they would have needed Katya on board to actually... Talk about that, and maybe if herself and Trixie's relationship was still a kind of like a, a slightly weird kind of reconciliatory place, saying, "Oh, would you mind if we did this on camera?" It could have like jeopardised the relationship. Because the relationship, one one thing that I think that that really came through and shone through in the the the, the in the documentary was that. There's a really genuine friendship, or or, or from mm. Trixie really really cares about Katya and really sort of values that friendship, um, which was lovely and heartbreaking at the same time. <laughs> mm. um,
0: I presume Katya knew everything that was going to be in it. Like once they stop filming, it takes a long time to actually then do all the editing and stuff. So those editing decisions, I'm sure she was on board. Like that text that Trixie gets oh, halfway yes. through the movie where. Uh, Katia has seen her in the first episode of All Stars 3 and calls her boring and arrogant I think this is when Trixie's on tour in Manchester yeah like obviously Katya had to okay that content to be in but like Like I wanted to know what was going through Katya's head for her to send that, or like that at least Trixie got the apology. I mean, I presume she did, but like that's what I want to see.
1: No, no, absolutely. It would have been nice to have included that in that. And again, going back to listening to the the episode of the whimsically volatile, like they spoke, like uh, Katya spoke in the in in that podcast quite a bit about how she had uh, she had become so fixated on the the fact that she was letting Trixie down, or that like that she she that she somehow owed Trixie something, that she was kind of just so angry because she f- she was so angry at herself and that she was directing that anger at, um, at Trixie. So I think that, like, that's mm. probably where that, that anger was coming from, was coming from this place of sort of self-hatred then being sort of poured onto someone else who, who there was a perception that this person was, like, waiting for you to do something or needed you to do something for them. Um, yeah, no, but I, I that text message was really harsh. And what's funny about it was, as well, is that... Because um, I was I was watching catching up on some of the episodes of um, their web series, which I never try and say the name of because it's too complicated to get right. <laughs> how many ends or ages? And they were talking about the the episode, the one more recently about about just being gay. And they were saying about how kind of gay people say really horrible things to each other in a really kind of um you know in in a really kind trivial. of trivial yeah, and in a way that's like meant with fun and mirth. And it's like actually if you saw Katya saying those exact things from that text message to Trixie on an episode of their web series, people would probably be laughing and like clicking and whatever, but it it, it was just, I suppose the context was so different and mm. you you could, yeah, I, I felt very sorry for her to write all of that. It was it just seemed like it was taking a terrible toll on her and sort of really tarnishing a huge and important moment for her, both through the, the European tour and then going into to All-Stars.
0: Yeah, it definitely was the sort of elephant in the room of, kind of the show yeah. If it doesn't dwell on it too much it did sort of give you the explanation that well this is the narrative anyway whether it was in Trixie's mind at the time that you know she didn't have as much of a name recognition after season 7 as Katy did and Katy went on to do All as 2 and was like beloved. Trixie was then kind of the hanger on her and then because she got famous through Katya, she kind of felt when Katya left, it was all going away. So that's kind of where all says 3 came in to kind of, you know, get her her solo name recognition out there.
1: Yeah, no. Uh, yeah, and then she capitalised on it and did wonderful things. <laughs> so take that, Katya. <laughs>
0: Again, I felt it skirted over, like I wanted to see the reaction of Trixie to her snatch game performance.
1: Yeah, I would have liked a bit more. Like there was a couple of things where like it really didn't go too deep into the um it, like it didn't really go too deep into the whole all-stars week by week blow by blow. Like there was a couple of little Moments selected from it um, and then there was like discussion at one point from kind of uh, like Trixie and and, and and I'm assuming like either an agent or an assistant or something around someone who was saying like oh she's really phoning it in or giving out about the performances that she's been putting in or saying she didn't deserve to be mm-hmm. there and they were like oh you don't understand the pressure that she was under and it's like well yeah like kind of yeah absolutely but it would have been sort of good to get sort of because that's like that's not game performance like it was you know famously terrible <laughs> and to not have some kind of like a reference not, not, not have some kind of a reference to it i suppose could have been interesting to see how she thought of it but i get the impression from just watching the documentary and seeing the sort of person that she is that she doesn't really l- like to do things badly so perhaps like she was like no. i don't want to talk about a thing that i did do really badly she kind of like laughs off and jokes about how poorly she did on um on, on season seven uh, yeah. uh, and I think she probably just wanted to ignore that and I kind of I suppose it might have tarnished like as Jinx Monsoon said she uh, she did get the crown but she didn't win the popular vote for All Stars <laughs> 3 <laughs> um,
0: yeah she has a line on that that I'm pretty sure I took down but I can't remember but she does kind of say she doesn't like being judged when All Stars 3 was all on uh, you know, yeah, she feels uncomfortable being judged by the public. Um, so yeah, like we saw that vulnerability over about the season. I just, I suppose, we see her. We see the she's in some bar when the first episode launches. She's oh no, in. That's in. in that's Dublin. in. That's in the George. Sorry, yeah, that one is. In Can the I George. like
1: just sidebar? Because um, I think that the whole film had, had did, did have sort of a look. Like, I. D- it wasn't a very glamorous film or it was it, no. it was sort of it painted the reality of, of of what was going on really well and it was kind of there was sadness and there there was sort of you know trauma going through it or whatever so that was obviously part of what was on my mind when I was watching but just in the current situation with everything closed down and Dublin so empty and not being able to go outside the house there was I just i, I find I've actually found myself like almost welling up. Seeing the George full and full. all the queens there, and like, like I, I, I genuinely did because it was just like God, like that, that just it would that we want. I want that back, you know, kind of like that mm. sort of the bustling, fun life. And even like at the beginning of that scene before it goes into the George, where she's in the taxi coming down George's Street, and you've got kind of all the people out walking and the shops are all open. I just was it just it made me sort of sad for for where we are right now. <laughs> <laughs> um, but and also but it was lovely like you know like victoria pixie regina and paul Ryder all got like sort of screen time and mm. um was it emma from the, the the george manager i think it was emma i can't remember though uh yeah, had yeah. Had, a, had had a few seconds on screen there as well so i was like that's really fun i'm glad that they had that <laughs> yeah and the oh, irish oh, crowd okay. looked like better crack than the newcastle crowd the newcastle show were <laughs> very not inspiring so
0: <laughs> it was newcastle where they showed Benla like elimination was it
1: Uh, No, Newcastle was, no, no, that one came, that came a bit later. That was in Los Angeles, I think. So no, Newcastle was the first, the first of the live shows we saw. And it was uh, the one where she, she felt that she didn't do a good job. And there was like the guy who was kind of very overly sort of like, oh my God, you've changed my life. That was another thing that was running through with the like sort of slight awkwardness with, with all these people who, who are saying you've changed my life. I was going to kill myself until you came along. You're after doing this amazing. And I can kind of, you know. I can I can understand why that would be a little uncomfortable.
0: Oh, definitely. I I found I don't know whether there was the scene with her and those like shock shock interviewers from yeah. the US, and she's doing an interview on the phone, and I couldn't tell whether she just has a resting bitch face or whether she was actually kind of uncomfortable with them.
1: I think she felt like she was uncomfortable. I, I, it felt like she was uncomfortable with them. At least that's that's the that's what I had picked up from that straight
0: away. And then there was a few other times that I was like, I can't tell if she's being uncomfortable, if she's uncomfortable or not. And then like because they were asking her quite personal questions, you know, about her father and stuff like that. But then she seemed to laugh it off. So I was just, I was a bit confused as to how she felt there.
1: Yeah, but there was there was one point as well where she was saying about how, like, people are always like, oh, you're so brave to talk about your depression, you're so brave to talk about how depressed, like, you know, coming through your mental health issues, and she mm-hmm. was like, I basically was, basically she said, essentially that she, she hadn't really been depressed, that she had been sad and that she'd, you know, struggled and had had a tough time, but that, you know, that that didn't really equate to the mental health issues that people were sort of, presenting to her when they were talking about it. So I don't... Maybe she doesn't like to focus in on on those more negative things. One of the most heartbreaking scenes in the entire film was when she was starting her tour in Fort Lauderdale and she was calling her mother... And asking her, like, essentially, she was she paid a, a bill for her mother, and then rang her mother to be like, "That bill is paid," and was telling the mother about the the tour, and the mother seemed completely disinterested in the tour, and then, you know, really was like, "Oh, will you will you come and see me when we're in Milwaukee?" And the mom was like,
0: "Yeah, we'll
1: see. I don't know. Maybe yeah, I have
0: to go to work. Well, I'll pay for you to come up for oh, it. Well, I have to go." Yeah,
1: I was, I just just horrible, and and spoke to the because the, the the family relationship comes up a few times through us.
0: Mm. Well, yeah, like that. At that point, I, you know, we were three quarters of the way through, and I was like, I'm not really sure what message I should be getting from this movie. And then I saw that phone call, and I was like, Well, now all I care about is whether the mom goes. To that. Yes, so, no. <laughs>
1: yeah. absolutely. I
0: mean, yeah. And then when it, we get to Milwaukee, and the mom is there, I mean, everyone like everyone has a different family dynamic. Trixie had said she isn't close to her family, but like they felt as close to her as the fans we had seen earlier on in the show. They
1: really did and like I think what was sort of sad again was the like at the the end of that interaction um mm. at the end of that interaction, the the like the the like Trixie gives them like a real big proper hug. And the mothers kind of just stood there, arms down by the side, a little bit awkward, kind of like, oh, and and then like comments. That was a that was a big hug afterwards, and I was like, I don't know. I mean, I I am a fan of reading more into a situation than you see, but I I was wondering. I I just feel like trick. She obviously wants to have this sort of relationship with her mother because I mean, she she made a throwaway comment earlier, like early in the film about how... Her, 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 her father. The, the, her, um. Actually, I think it was during the after, just after the shock talk thing about how the father had called her Trixie as sort of like a, as a, as sort of a derogatory name mm. when she was being too uh, feminine, uh, and how that, how he pulled a gun on her at one point or, um, or something, and then then the sort of social security had just taken, taken young Brian out of the house, and she made a throwaway comment about how like oh. Uh, I'd never really clicked on me how my mum could just be like you know oh I can't see it bye like and that you know I think that just speaks Mm. to like obviously like a really complicated relationship that you know you just I don't know how you'd you'd I, I I don't know how you'd you'd square that away
0: yeah and even he mentions his brother who's an attorney and you know he would kind of was like oh he actually watches some of my shows now like as if to go like this is a recent development to my relationship with my brother yeah yeah like that I think was the saddest for me to see in the family dynamic there. I suppose.
1: Yeah, and I think like I don't know whether it's it's because of the kind of the the heightened like because drag looks so glamorous and over the top and sparkly that kind of like maybe that just there's, like there's more of a chasm between between that and then where where the reality actually is the kind of you know mm. the sort of. Damaged family relationships, to sort of you know struggling to make you know the, with the the friendship. There was just there was an awful lot of feeling of there was a, there was an awful lot of like that kind of flipped me to think flipped me to think about how kind of the I you don't know. It really highlighted the 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 difference between the um, the reality of of what the person was going through and the sort of glamour of what's going. On. The tears of a clown, I suppose, is basically what I'm saying. God, James, could you go for a more a more <laughs> More generic more generic reference. Literally tears of a clown.
0: <laughs> the topic of glamour on the outside, but not glamour on the inside is after she finds that she's won All Stars 3 at that live viewing and Roscoe's in Chicago, um, she's obviously won hundred thousand dollars, she's outside, she's with fans, and she goes backstage and she's like this you know, you've won something really, really prestigious, but you're still in the gay world and you still go back to your dressing room, which is tiny.
1: Yeah. And actually what I was gonna say ties in exactly to that about how and All Stars Four proved, perhaps, maybe they decided not to do this, but apparently they did film a tie between hmm. um, between Ke- well between Kennedy and, and Trixie um, yeah. at that stage. So when we go on to All Stars Four, does that mean that that they actually had filmed a tie between <laughs> Trinity oh, right, and yeah. Monet or not? Because it felt they like they hadn't. <laughs> <laughs> like they felt like that definitely hadn't happened. Well, yeah. they, they had <laughs>
0: film ties in the past. I know they filmed a tie. Bianca and Adora was a tie option they had as well. So, yeah, <laughs> well, missed, well, well, like, well,
1: like, like, literally the the one time that they were looking for that bus to come along, uh, they hadn't bothered to prepare for us. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, <laughs> Another thing on on All Stars Three is, and this, again, like, for like Trixie had such a tumultuous time in all stars three even though she ends up winning like i wanted to see what she thought of that panel like yeah and you know how did she feel like she i presume she thought she should have been there with shangela like she seems to think she's going to win all stars when she's up against kennedy i think she even says i think i'm going to win and and at other point she's like well maybe i won't win (laughs) like i think she's pretty confident uh, she had in the bag
1: yeah. See, I wouldn't be surprised though. Like, I kind of feel like she, yeah, not that. Like, Kennedy was a Kennedy was a, a strong performer in some places, but like, I think that kind of had the lip sync, the last lip sync for your life, been between her and Shangela. I do think that probably there would have been a different vibe and she would have been, like, more kind of... She, she probably would have been less certain of it, but probably because Kennedy wasn't as big a character outside of the show, didn't have as big a following, hadn't maybe been as good throughout all the challenges as, as Trixie had, even though Trixie had been up and down, I think her highs were higher than, than Kennedy's it's sort of where. Mm. So I think she probably could add all that up in her head and go, like, okay, I think I've got this. Yeah. Uh, whereas if she'd been up against Shangela, I don't think there would have been... Would i think she said
0: of. that in the past because um, i think i saw her on that web show she does with katya um that you know shangela had a pinata underneath her dress and like she was about to slay the house down and the impression i got from trixie was if i had been up against shangela i wouldn't have won yeah or i had less of a chance of winning
1: yeah um which to be fair um i think most people agreed at the time
0: hmm no definitely um we see her at DragCon and I don't understand why they left that in. I suppose the last end bits of the movie, I was just wondering, did they have to deliver the movie at a certain time? Like, why did they decide to stop when they did? Because I felt being at DragCon didn't really add anything other than me seeing what DragCon was like.
1: Um. Yeah, no, I felt like it was a strain. Yeah. The, the end of the movie felt kind of rushed together. You are right about that. Like it felt like, is it just, it, it, it I don't know. It, I don't really know where a natural end for it would have been. I suppose Dragon was kind of a natural end for it in one way because it was kind of like, this is the height of... So maybe there were, maybe because they then wanted to show her the month later where Katya was now back in her life. So they, they brought it on to that next, the beginning of the Skinny Legend tour. Mm-hmm. So maybe maybe that's why they like added that bit extra in, uh, but no, I, I and that drag con bit did feel a bit dragged out. Like there was there was the, the like the bit where she was singing Kitty Girl on stage and she brought that person up like that. That scene got given an awful lot of time where some other things mm. kind of got like skirted over real fast.
0: And I suppose look, life happens the way life happens. But from a piece of art, and you have a chance to review all the footage you have and to create a narrative out of it, I felt they failed by tying up the loose ends at the end.
1: Yeah, it would have been nice to have seen. It would have been nice to to have gotten to have had some sort of on screen idea of what had happened between herself and Katy, even if it had just been the because there was like a like a VT section where you had just or like a talking head section where you had Trixie just like coming in to like give her thoughts on what was going on, and it, I think even in, even in a section like that, if hmm. she had just sort of like you had like got like a couple of lines to kind of like bring us up to date before you then just saw her back in the room. That might have been, that might have been better. Um, or might have might have made you feel more satisfied with what you were getting overall. Though I absolutely loved it, I really enjoyed it. Um, oh yeah, de- I'm, definitely. I'm I'm actually I'm doing a, a a Netflix party with some friends watching it again on Wednesday night. So <laughs> 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 so so and and you know what? I'm not even mad about that. I'm pretty happy.
0: <laughs> <laughs> actually, I was just remember there the other time I felt she was kind of pissed off was. At the end of filming the Trixie and Katya show, like Bob was backstage chatting away and she seems to kind of just like, yeah, 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 grab some pizza and leaves. That I, I was sort of another example of being like, is she annoyed or just am I picking up the wrong vibe?
1: Yeah, I did wonder actually about that, whether there was a, um, like, I don't know what, there was, a, there was a weird vibe between in that room at the end where kind of Bob just seems to be making conversation. And then she was a bit kind of like, oh, right, yeah, okay, bye. Mm. Um, but yeah, I don't know, because, what was it? There was, oh, I, I did enjoy the the, the Kennedy Davenport interjection when they were talking earlier on, where she was like, that is not acceptable, Stephanie! Yeah. <laughs> um, but I, it, I, I thought that was fun as well, like, because you, you just, I, you're so used to seeing the on-screen drag queen interactions. It's all like, yes, God, yes, mama, work, boots the house down. Mm. And, like it was really humanising just to see them backstage chatting like when kind of you, you know when they were in the, the at the, the launch of All Stars 3 and it was kind of I think it was Kennedy and um and Ben were just sort of talking a little bit about how they'd been asked about Katy and how it was a bit awkward and they were just talking about mental health issues and it was just like a normal conversation there was no kind of like you, there was none of the, like, the sort of like the ganja in yeah, about yeah, it. Yeah,
0: exactly. Yeah, yeah. No showmanship or whatever. Yeah.
1: Yeah, and then I suppose that was the same again in the Bob thing, where kind of yeah, it's the end of a thirteen-hour workday. Actually, maybe the only thing you do want to do, you've just spent thirteen hours having to be like this super energetic version of yourself around mm. this other person. Maybe all you do want to do is grab some cheese pizza, and get your big bag of wigs, and head on home. Mm. <laughs> home. Yeah, that's true.
0: Actually I did quite like when she was like uh, I won this on Drag Race, is it worth the money? No. <laughs>
1: yeah, that was quite funny, It's was like I would never spend that much money.
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I think the only sort of final topic I kind of wanted to touch on was when we see all her fan mail and kind of the, the pressure that's kind of put on her of fans who are like oh you know you've saved me, you've cured my depression etc etc like how much pressure is put on her and she seems so candid about it. Like, she doesn't seem to be putting on airs and graces being like, oh, that's so nice. She's like, someone's like, oh, they want to kill themselves. Like, they all want to kill themselves. Like, she just seems, yeah, she just seemed so used to it. And I, I felt that was kind of sad as well.
1: I I don't know. Um, I thought that she was, I, I got, I actually quite enjoyed that because I thought it showed that she was quite grounded in some ways, mm. um, because I think that you couldn't accept that much of other people's issues into your world. Like you can't, you, uh. you know, no, you just wouldn't be able to. Um, I've I've gotten drunk and almost messaged celebrities to tell them how much they mean to me in the past when I've been going through it, and I've always managed to stop myself mm. um, because I'm kind of like this person doesn't like whatever art, whatever you're getting out of the art that they've created you know, that's brilliant personally for you, but your problems aren't their problems and telling them about it is never going to translate in a way. But, I mean, I think what was also nice in that, as a, a sort of a as a side note to, the, like, the kind of, like, sad letters about sort of people who were who, who were kind of, like, you know, who had been saved by, by Trixie, was how much she appreciated the art that had been created. So you mm. saw, like, the people who had sent her kind of, like... um key rings or had sent her her drawings or had sent her kind of like all these other sort of um like little kind of like the, the Starbucks cup. She was like, that's amazing. People have put so much time and effort into doing that. So it kind of, I think it was nice to kind of be like, she was like, when you create something beautiful and you send it to me, I appreciate that. And while I feel sad for you that you obviously are going through it emotionally, I can't take that baggage on. I have enough of my own. That was kind of the vibe I got. And I was like, that, I was, that was good.
0: Th- there are scenes and scenes on the cutting floor for being like, that's shit, that's shit, that's shit. Oh completely, yeah. But I mean there's a big black
1: bag like there's like she literally is saying as she's going through, it's like, oh we'll keep that, oh we'll keep that, which heavily implies that, that there's stuff there's right. not keeping.
0: Mm. <laughs> but that's true as well, like you can't keep everything, so I understand no, that. No, no. Um, so I think that's pretty much it. Do you have anything else to add to the actual movie? No, not really. Um, Cause I, I wanted to ask you, you know, if there was to be a, you know, fly on the wall doc of any other Drag Race alum, who would you choose?
1: God, let me think now. I think of uh, ones that I'd watch and would actually be interested in, I would probably say Nina West because I think she okay. seems lovely. I would also, like, I also love Peppermint. So mm-hmm. I think that it would be really interesting to see, to see kind of a... A, a documentary about her, or say, I mean, you know, to go fully political, Honey Mahogany, who has now kind of moved fully into politics, would be interested to see, to see her kind of, because her drag career transition, now moving into politics, her kind of like, she's become like the Alexandra Ocasio-Cortez of um, of the drag world. Mm. Um, well, not quite, but yeah, she, <laughs> she, she, she would be someone, I think probably the front I'd be most interested to see would probably be Peppermint though.
0: Yeah, that's a good one. I wouldn't have thought of her... What about you? I feel I want to see Katia's as a sequel to Moving Parts. I want to find the end of that story. I want to see what's going on now. Actually, I haven't heard, listened to that bit of the, that podcast, so maybe I, maybe that will uh, feed my appetite. Well,
1: I... And this is... this Do is you know like that, that meme, like, unpopular opinion? Mm-hmm. Katia's not that good. So, <laughs> like, Katia's very hilarious, like, off-the-cuff, and, like, you know, very funny, kind of like on the the web series she's hilarious and she mm-hmm. she is does seem like a, like a very funny kind of person just like in the moment and she actually says it in the she actually the, says it herself yeah. in the in the documentary she says that she's not a comedian, that she is a, a performer who's funny and can kind of react in a funny way. I don't, mean to, I don't know why I'm like deciding to undermine your choice, but I am. I'm coming for it. Um,
0: well, no. I didn't even choose Catchy because I'm like, oh, Slay Catchy, she's my favourite ever. I chose it because I want <laughs> to hear the end of this story. Well, I, I
1: think that, <laughs> I, I think that you could get that in the 10 minute uh, YouTube web thing with her because I think that the Trixie one relies on the fact that there's a bigger story to tell and that she is, like the folk music thing was such a huge part of it and like she, has like, basically I'm, I'm bitter because I went to see Katya and she wasn't very good. <laughs>
0: the only time I saw Katia did you see her when she did the Queens of Comedy? Was that what you Yeah, that was atrocious. Yeah, she was the worst there that night. But like, I mean, I forgave her. It was fine. I wouldn't have had her down as a stand-up queen that much anyway.
1: No, no, no. But I, I and I think that luckily, I think she's probably moved on from trying to push that, that thing because I think she's realised that what, she has is kind of like a natural performer, mm. which she maybe isn't necessarily maybe necessarily a uh, she isn't necessarily someone who is able to kind of like put together a stand up show and deliver it as a stand up show. So basically, yeah. yes. Uh, I I sh- I, <laughs> I feel bad now. I'm sorry for 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 ripping apart your your suggestion. Pick another <laughs> queen, Keen. Pick another queen. We're not making
0: a Katia a documentary. <laughs> Um, I also thought Alaska like I think Alaska has so many pie, fingers in different people's pies I'd be interested to see kind of what that goes going on there and I mean I'm sure there's loads of Alaska and Sharon stuff that they could delve into as well and I know she's spoken a lot about that in the past as well but because um, she's what you know we'd get a lot of touring out of her we'd see what it's like and yeah I think it'd be yeah. interesting doing Race Chaser and yeah
1: yeah it was I, I, that was a fun thing as well actually in the, the the in the film was a lot of like the little the, the queens kind of popping up in the background like you mm. had like willem pop up for a few minutes you had there was i, I if, if if anyone is listening to this and has seen it if they can tell me if that was Layla mcqueen in the the room at the back of roscoe's tavern chatting out of drag to um oh, to okay. willem in the background when she was talking to i can't remember who she was talking to at that point but i, I thought it was but she um, I, 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 was, was
0: talking to t-rex i think the name that's of right sort of yeah talking. trixie was
1: talking to t-rex and in the background Willem was there and i think Willem might have been talking to out of drag Layla mcqueen mm. um but no I, I thought it was fun to see all the, the other queens kind of popping up in the background and
0: throughout. you know what i uh, would be interested to see because obviously we had Dalia sin this uh, this series and i've started watching pose i would like a doc on the house of azure but
1: well, that would be pretty fun yeah i'd be into that
0: that's pretty much it for this midweek <laughs> for this midweek
1: yeah now, now, we're, we're, we're making well I guess in, in isolation we have um, nothing to do but make more content <laughs> yeah <laughs> there's 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 nothing there's nothing to talk about but you know we'll keep making it
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay we'll be back as usual on Saturday we will talk to you then bye, bye. <laughs> This podcast is part of the Headstuff Podcast Network. If you want to support this podcast and get a full ad-free episode, sign up to Headstuff Plus.